Hey, Barb. Hello, Whit. <laughs> Barb, you won't believe it. We have, our podcast has had over 700 listens to an episode of our podcast. Was it you all 700 times? No, no, I, I did not listen to it 650 <laughs> times or anything like that. So the the Brown story's going viral. That's wonderful. We're, we're even international. We have, we've had somebody in Germany listen, uh, one listener in Germany. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, keep keep spreading the word if you think people would like it. Donke uh, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Guten something or whatever. <laughs> but uh, we get to go on to another uh, relative, Barb, that, that uh, means a lot to both of us. You, you, when you came in the family, she kind of jumped in and, and included you on, on a lot of the, the you know, our early life, our children together. Uh, our aunt, my Aunt Pat, and I've told many people that everybody should get to have an Aunt Pat. Uh, she has been a she is a, a one of a kind woman and a meant a lot to us kind of in our in our lives. She's a wonderful caretaker for sure. She took care of our children as um, I was working and they weren't at home before they got into school. She did an excellent job. She she had really uh, Aunt Pat never really had kids of her own, but she basically adopted uh, you know all fifty of us and, and grandkids our. Uh, great nieces and grand nephews and nephews and nieces and uh, she knew how to have a good time. She did, yeah. And even if you didn't see eye to eye with her, it was always an adventure. <laughs> Aunt Pat is her own woman, <laughs> no doubt. So uh, we want to learn a little about her story. Uh, you think everybody's ready uh, to hear Aunt Pat's story? I am. Well, the good news is we're going to start off with a story on the day she was born. She happened to remember something. Ah. <laughs> or, or probably heard something about the day she was born. So uh, let's get to it now. They didn't have biscuits. They had, uh, they had whatever she fixed, and she probably fixed biscuits, but it wasn't mother's. Right. And uh, they got ready, and all of them got on the bus because Junior was still, I mean, he wasn't in high school yet. And uh, when they went to get on the bus, they always lined up. And Junior was the oldest, and he got on first, and then they got on by age. Little ducks afterwards. Yeah. Well, Junior got on, and Went got on, and Judge got on. And when Judge got on, he stopped right by the driver and waited for them to sit down. And he said, I want y'all to know that I have got a little sister and I'll never have to wash dishes again. <laughs> <laughs> that job is over. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good day in Uncle Judge's life. That's right. So, everybody just died. Like and that was the beginning right. of my, my life with five older brothers. <laughs> So, uh, when when you were little growing up, did you have these are these are your chores to do at the house or anything like that? No, you remember? I always helped Mama do the housework. I didn't have to do the milking or anything like that. Right. The boy, older boys, and I did, but Mel and I had nothing like that to do. We did not have 
uh, when we were younger, we raised chickens. Right. That was our cash crop. Well, we didn't do anything except have feed, and we had to fill up the water jugs and fix the brooder. They had, at the time that Daddy was getting them, we had to fix cardboard in a circle, and it had to be so big to hold so many bitties, and uh, we had to go down and make sure that that all was standing up, and we helped them put the bitties in. Well, we fed them and watered them twice a day. Yeah. And they drank a gallon of, several gallon of water, because right. we had to fill them jugs up every morning before we went to school and every evening when we got home from school. And then as they got older and they could drink out of the water troughs, we didn't have to handle that, but we did have to feed them, you right. know, with a, and we had a feeding buggy that looked like a wagon, only it looked like more like a coal bucket. It was real high walls and right. all, and it had little wheels, and it would hold about two or three bushel of feed. Right. And you'd fill it up at the, we had feeders in the chicken house where they put the feed and you'd go up to the feeder, raise the lid and beat on the side of it so it'd fill it up <laughs> and you'd close it. Right. And then you use that, that's what we did to feed them with. So the, those chicken houses that were there when I was little, the one's still barely standing now, were, were they there as long as you remember or they come no. after you kind of? Daddy. Yeah. We didn't have any. I remember when they were built. Okay. I, there were two. There was one on the right-hand side. Right. All right. Daddy built that one first. Okay. And it was much smaller than this other one. Yeah. This one was built out of um, slabs. Yeah. And uh, the posts in it were where he just cut down trees and used them right. to hold them the top and all that. Well, I remember, uh, I, I remember the other one kind of falling down and inside, I think Mike kind of tore, finished to tear it up for Granny when, when yeah. she wanted that other one. But it, it turned into what our kids called the spooky trail. Yeah. We'd walk down that little alley that it was well, in, I think. Well, you could, it was growed over and it, you could go under it right. all the way over to the Johns. Right. You, you could, like he always drove the lawnmower through it to keep it where you could walk, walk past it. Uh, no indoor plumbing, no None. electricity. Uh, <laughs> so how did that work for you with five well, brothers? Well, see, <laughs> I didn't know anything about indoor plumbing until I started the school. <laughs> and they had bathrooms with many toilets. Well, yeah. There was like four, four toilets and two places to wash your hands. Right. And the little kids had to go at certain times. Right. You couldn't go just any time you wanted to. But at home, taking a bath, uh, we only took a bath like in the bathtub on Saturday. Okay. Judge said, and when he was telling you they took one on Wednesday night, but we never did take one on Wednesday night. We always took one on Saturday night, but we bathed. And with a pan and all right. every night. 
Okay. And we would do that in the kitchen because the kitchen would always be warm because Mother cooked right. and she had the wood stove. Winford's the one that got us a telephone put in. Oh. We didn't have a telephone. Yeah. And uh, so. So do you Winf remember the first telephone call and stuff you yeah. got in that house or anything? Yeah. Winford, Winford was the one who had that done. And Mom called Aunt Gladys first, long distance call. Yeah. And uh, they called each other every month. And like, if I called you today, a month from today would be your job to call me. Yeah, switch it off. Uh-huh. That okay. did that on my whole right. at-home time. So uh, do, I've gotten all your your brother's opinion on, on your dad. T tell me a little bit, what was it like for you being daddy's little girl or only girl or anything like that? He was nothing to me like he was to them. Yeah. He, I mean, I, he held me like uh, the heater fire would be there, and Daddy always sat by the window where he could see out the road, and uh, I'd go sit in his lap, and he had a, always had a watch in his overall pocket. Right. And... Uh, I played with his watch and listened to his watch, and he never was—he never spanked me. Yeah. And he never was really gruff with me. Now Billy, that was a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but with me, he wasn't. But he always took me with him when I got right. trained, where I could go to the bathroom by myself. Yeah. Uh, he was. He wasn't gruff with me or anything. Now, he didn't ever want to give me no money. Yeah. Now, he was stingy about his money. But uh, he was not anything to me like he was the older boys. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I, I've told everybody, you know, Granny Brown was one of my favorite people who ever, who ever lived. So, so what was Granny like growing up uh, as a mom, you know, her being your mom and stuff like that? What was that she, like? <laughs> she made them boys... That everyone had to give me whatever I wanted. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. She was. She never spanked me either. <laughs> no, you got away with a lot. Of it, I did. I never. Uh, when I was a teenager, I uh, was got spoke, was time to get up and eat breakfast, and Daddy always come got me to get up. Yeah. Well, he come and to the door and. And woke me up and said, come on, it's breakfast. And I said, okay. And I went back to sleep. Well, it made Mama mad because I went back to sleep. Right. So she got Daddy's belt. And she coming down and she threw the cover back and she hit me three times on this left leg. Yeah. And it left three blue marks. Yeah. And I mean, that's where she'd hit me. She cried. <laughs> and she told Daddy, she said, I'll never ever touch her again. She said, it, I, I was mad. I shouldn't have hit her. That's, uh, and it, see, that's not spanking. Yeah. She didn't spank me. Right. She's just mad because yeah. I wouldn't get up. And I went, <laughs> went back to sleep. I mean, I was real bad about uh, not wanting to get up just right. like everybody else. But uh, she never, I, when I wanted to learn how to 
cook and all. She would, she never let me do any of that because she didn't want me to get burnt. Right. And she didn't want me to. Uh, well, she didn't want food ruined. <laughs> well, that, she had a, a pretty picky audience, probably. Yeah. She had to make sure they got their food right and, and everything. Oh, and that I was, I'd take a bite and say, Peggy, turned, Peggy stirred this, didn't she? <laughs> and Mom would say, No. Yeah, she did. I can taste it. They <laughs> <laughs> just go around and around and say, They all call me Peggy. Yeah. Until I got up in high school and it was like and if uh the biscuits i never made the biscuits but i'd make cornbread sometimes right. and uh <laughs> i can swear they could always tell the difference in a cornbread well i made a cornbread just like mom made it there wouldn't be a difference in it and but they would say that you know there right. was where, where did you get the because i've heard your nickname was peggy before where did that one come daddy from? called me peggy hey yeah. he gave everyone else a nickname yeah and i never could understand why they didn't just name me Peggy. yeah and uh, mom said that to him i've heard her say to him well if you was gonna call her peggy why didn't you just tell me and you would have just named her that <laughs> Peggy Ann would have went just as good as That's Patricia right. Ann. That's right. And yeah. <laughs>
and he'd get on that tricycle and he'd just fly. Well, you'd just know he was just going to fly right off the end of it, right into the dirt. And he'd just stop, just stop it. Just, you just, <laughs> you're sitting there going. Yeah. And he'd, he'd stop it before it rolled wow. off. But Mama. Uh, he's was, always kind of pushing the limits. There yeah, a little bit. he was. Yeah, that's with, right. And with Mom and Daddy, or with Daddy, not so much with Mama, but with Daddy, he would. Y'all just can't imagine. Well, I, the, according to Dad now, uh, it sounds to me, or just the picture I'm getting, that, that your and his upbringing was a little different than the older Completely boys. Completely different. Yeah, that's what it sounds yeah. like to me. Bill and I were left on our own a lot more than the older boys were. But you also got to remember that Daddy was making a farm when they were growing up. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when we came along, he already had it made. Kind of going, yeah. Everybody knew where the plows was and all this kind of stuff. I got you. And we knew like where the cows went and where the mules went right. and all that and what we were supposed to do and what we wasn't supposed to right. do. But there were times when we did things that we weren't supposed to do. So, all right, so the rest of them went through Fruithurst for a certain grade level. Did, nah. it, did, did it go to ninth grade? Did, you know, All of us did except Bill. Okay. So, uh, so did you start Heflin in ninth grade or Ten. after 10th grade? Yeah. So you graduated from uh, Cleaver County in what, roughly what year, Pat? Uh, 65. 65. So what happened? Where would you go? What was your decision then? Like, where'd you go after you graduated high school? I didn't have one. I had to go to work. And that was when you got 18 and graduated high school at our house, you got a job and you made your living and you moved out. Right. Well, I got a job. But I wanted to go to college also, and I had been accepted at Jacksonville State, and uh, I worked a year. And the summer that I got out after I graduated, Junior and Orlean came down, and I went home and stayed with them that summer in Kokomo, Indiana. Junior was in service there, and Orlean was working and they needed somebody to stay with the kids. Right. So they come down and got me and I went and stayed with them. And there's nothing like an army base. You get everything so cheap. Right. And we went to the movies or swimming or something every day. Yeah. I mean, I had something. We did something every day. And I stayed. They came in June and I stayed until school started back okay. for the kids. All right, then uh, after I worked and saved, and John and Cotton gave me enough money to pay my tuition, just cash money, uh, I went to Jackson State two years. Okay. But let me tell you, they just uh, give me the cash money. Well, Daddy and Mama, we were, it was like at dinner time, lunch time, 
and uh, Cotton and them was, they were going to go back to Atlanta to go to work, and Cotton said, now, how much are we giving you? And I told him $700, and so he laid that seven $100 bills down in front of me. My dad, <laughs> my daddy liked to die. <laughs> He sat there and looked at that money and he said, you gonna give her that money? <laughs> Cotton said, yeah. So he did yeah. and John gave me the same amount the next, the next right. semester. So they paid for me to go a wow. year. Really? Just cold cash. Barb, uh, our Pat has done a lot of things in her life. She's she's been a nurse. Yeah, ran a daycare on the Brown Compound. Mm -hmm. <laughs> done a ton of carpentry work on her own house. <laughs> well, what else has she done? She's also played matchmaker. And then I got married the first time. Okay. And to just say minimally that was probably the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. Yeah, I got you. And, but while I was married, I taught school a year. Really? I know that. At okay. Fruithurst. And uh, went back to school. I went uh, to school both the whole time I was teaching at Fruithurst. Yeah. And then uh, we moved to Heflin and I went to work at the cotton mill in Tallapoosa because uh, Martha got the job that I was teaching at Fruithurst because, and I only got the job because it was emergency certificate. Right. They didn't have a teacher right. or anybody with any qualifications. And so Jimmy Howe helped me and they gave me the job and I, I did you. that. Okay. And uh, So did, did you know Aunt Martha before, uh, before her Uncle John met or anything like oh, that? Oh, yes. Uh, Martha come to Heflin when she was in the ninth grade and I didn't know her then, but she came to school in the 10th grade, I think. And I knew her then, but when I was going to school at Jacksonville, she was going to school at Jacksonville. Okay. She lived on campus too. And uh, she lived in the same dormitory that I did. We lived in Doggett Hall, and she lived down the hall from me. And uh, I had a picture of John in his uniform on my desk in my room at college. Yeah. And uh, the first time Martha ever came up there to our room, she was sitting on the bed and she said, who is that? Is that your boyfriend? I said, no, that's my brother. I said, he, he was in service and he's in Puerto Rico right now. And she said, uh, well, is he married? And I said, no, I don't think he even dates anybody. She said, really? 
And at that time, they came home, and that's when he bought the convertible. And he would take me back to school in that convertible. Yeah. Well, she met him then, and so Doggett Hall had a uh, dance, a formal, every year right. at the end of the school year. And we wore, you know, like a prom. Right, yeah. So they all needed dates, all mm -hmm. these girls. And it just so happened I had brothers. <laughs> so all three of my brothers had a date. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Martha and John went out. Right. And uh, this girl that room with Martha went with Cotton. Yeah. And Cotton wasn't really impressed with her. He never did. I don't even know if he ever went with her again. Right. And then Bill went with it another girl that we knew, but he just went because we was going. Right, yeah. So all of us went to the dog get together. Yeah, okay. and, uh, so that that was the beginning of Uncle John and Martha's relationship right there? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. They started dating. So uh, how long did you stay at Jack State all together? Just those two years. Two years. Did you get a, a nursing degree uh, at all no, then or nothing like that? I, I went uh, after I was married first time I went to LPN school. Okay. I could go to nursing school and it would be paid for because I had been married and I didn't have a job and didn't have a, uh, uh, well, a thing, a, a, like a certificate or anything. Okay. So the state at that time had a program that you could go to school and they'd pay for it. Okay. And so they paid for me to go to LPN school and they bought all, I didn't, didn't cost me a penny. Wow. Except to go back and forth. And I lived it with mother. Yeah. And that, that's the year that went from Murdis built their house. Mm. And uh, they, they were staying with us while they were building their house. And uh, the kids would ride to school with me as I was going to school every morning, and then they'd ride the bus home. But like I, I was going to Ayers, and I was going right through Heflin, so they all yeah, rode, rode down mm -hmm. there with me. Where, where did where were you say LPN school? Where was that at? At Oxford, Anderson. Okay, I guess. And it's now part of Gadsden and the University of Alabama. Okay. But at that time, it was just a technical school. Okay. Mm. And I was, I worked as an LPN. I graduated in 76. Okay. And I worked from 76 till 1979 as an LPN. At, uh, and I was working at Tanner. And the doctors and uh the nurses, supervisors, wanted me to go to RN school, and I didn't want to go to RN school. Yeah. And they fixed a program where they would pay, you could go, and then they'd pay you what, you, what it cost you right. at the end of the semester. And they, they made that whole thing 
because of me. And the doctors and, and the supervisors wanted RNs right. and they didn't have any. And they really wanted me to go to RN school. Right. You, you just, they, not just one, I mean, <laughs> the, the woman that was over the nursing, right. she wanted me to go to. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, they paid for me to go to RN school. And that's whenever I had that wreck. Vernon and I had gotten married by then. Okay. And uh, I graduated in 83, because we got married in 82. And I had that wreck, and uh, I ended up paying them cash money back because I couldn't work. Right. I, I had to I had to hurt my back. Yeah. And I just finished that house roughly around that time that they built over there yeah. on the place all right so and it was in the, like, the backyard we had chairs out and all that kind of stuff i That's remember right. me and kelly would run around the chairs playing and all that kind of stuff i remember that yeah so tell me about uncle vernon like how did that start how did you meet him and, I, and, 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 and all that kind of stuff you know my husband's sitting in the living room i do i do <laughs> okay. we're, we're gonna get to that one later on hold on <laughs> one at a time well with vernon we, I went to Beulah, and he went to Mount Perrin to church, uh -huh. and he was a deacon at Mount Perrin. And my Sunday school class was going, wanted to have a party, and they were all couples but me, and I wasn't married, and I wasn't dating anybody. Yeah. So, uh, Charlene and I. She come up over and we were riding around in, in West Georgia and all and just being girls out on the town. And <laughs> she... Wild, crazy women. Yeah, we were. And she's... I, I said, uh, I asked her, I said, Sir, what do you think about me uh, asking Vernon McElroy to go to the Sunday school party with me? She said, oh, Aunt Pat, that'd be great. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know. I said, he knows the family. And I said, he, it might, he might not want to, and he'd be afraid to say no because he knew the family, and he'd be afraid he'd hurt feelings, yeah. you know. She said, oh, no, he wouldn't do that. He, he, he'd want to go. And I said, I said, well, I don't know. I'll just have to think about it. So. Every night, she and I talk about it because right. we walked around the block. Okay. She ran, but I walked, yeah. and uh, that's what well, that was our subject. Yeah, and uh, it, if you if I went a certain time, he always went that way to go home, and she would always try to make it that time. So 
and then I don't, nine o'clock in the morning he got home or he came home at nine o'clock in the morning. So she she kept encouraging me, and uh, we were out on the town again. <laughs> she said, "Let's just go up see if he's at home." And I said, "Okay." So we were in my car in my uh, uh, citation. So we drove over to Mount Perry to his house, and we drove by his house. <laughs> she said, see his truck's there, he's at home. <laughs> she said, let's just stop and you ask him. And I said, oh no, I can't do that. No way can yeah. I do that. Yeah, that's a big step, yeah. <laughs> that was a huge step right. for me. So she said, well, okay. You go home and you call him. And I said, I don't know if I can do that or not. Shar said, sure you can. So we go home and I had told her I would, so I had to. I promised her. So I called him and Stephen answered the telephone. And I said, uh, this is Pat Brown. Can I talk? Can I speak to Vernon? And uh, Stephen said, yeah, just a minute. He said, Daddy, this Pat Brown wants to talk to you. If he had known when I was going to start, he would have never <laughs> said those words because he hated my guts. Yeah. So, <laughs> Vernon got on the phone and we talked and I asked him how he was doing. It. I mean, you know, just general stuff. Yeah. Beating around the bush. So finally I said, uh, we're having a party, a Sunday school party, and uh, the guy that I was going to go with can't go. And I was wondering if you would like to go, but if you don't want to go, you don't have to. And it's not going to make anybody mad if you say no. So you don't have to go. I'm just asking you. You don't have to say yes or anything. Yeah. Just I just wanted to... He said, yeah, I'd be glad to. <laughs> I like to faint him. Yeah. I like to throw the phone. The, the heart was going through the chest <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, I did. Tommy Allen. I was, Tommy Allen was going with me to okay. the party. Yeah. And uh, he had something at church that he had forgotten he was going to have when he told me he'd go. Right. And uh, so he couldn't go. So we went to that party together, and we had a ball. Everybody, nobody knew that I was going to bring Vernon. Yeah. And my mama didn't know that I had a date with him. Yeah. So I was getting all this stuff ready in the kitchen to go to the party, and he come to the door. Well, he come in and sitting in on the sofa like y'all are, and he started talking to mama, just going on with her and talking to her about the weather and the garden, everything. And uh, I kept looking at him and Mama kept looking at me and looking at him and looking at me and looking at him and she said, now where are y'all going? <laughs> I told her again, she said, um, now what time do you plan to be at home? And I said, well Mama, I don't know how long it'll last. So, she started putting two-two together a little bit. No, no, not yet. Okay. So we got all the stuff. I had 
fixed to take out there and we had the church coffee pot that we had to take. Okay, it was one of them big ones, right. you know. So he goes out to the truck with the coffee pot. Well, when he goes out there with the coffee pot, Mama comes in there and she says, you watch yourself, baby. <laughs> I, did. I thought, well, what can you do at the yeah. church party anyway? <laughs> we went, and when we walked in together, Junior and Orlean were there. Okay. And they had no idea. Those yeah. Junior went, well, Mac, it's so good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all had all everybody's attention when you walked in. Yeah, kind of like when you yeah. walked yeah, We'll get to that one in a minute, too. Yeah, I'll bring that one up, yeah. And, uh, Everybody in there was having a ball because no one knew that right. I, and there was, all, all of them knew me right. and knew him, but Not had together. no idea this was going to happen. Right. And Charlene didn't come to that party because she, that, she had a date with somebody else and right. she didn't come. Well... If they listen to this, I'm sure it was Ken who she had a date with. I'm sure that's who it was. You know, no, I don't know who was with. But she was working at Clegg's then, yeah. so she hadn't met Ken okay. yet. But uh, anyway, we went to that party, and after the party, we go. He takes me home. Well, we take all the stuff in the house, and uh, he tells me he had a good time and all that and I said well I'm glad and he stuck his hand out to shake hands with me yeah and I looked at him and I said well I'm glad you had a good time and I thought well that'll be the last I'll ever hear from him right. the very idea of shaking hands with somebody right <laughs> after, a, after a little shindig yeah, yeah. right <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was just the most evil. I I just stayed on his tail about that after we got married. <laughs> At least I got a handshake. <laughs> but uh, where? That that was the that was the start of the the romance. Yes. All right, Barbara, I think that's a good place to stop right there. Yeah, I think so, too, because her story is actually just beginning. <laughs> yeah, we, there's a lot more coming part two with, uh, with Aunt Pat's story. But I, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, I hope that it kind of brings back some just kind of fond memories and some fun times. Um, don't forget, SOP 2023 is in October, October 7th. We're... Uh, Looking forward to a big time. Got some big plans coming. I hope you all have a uh, have, have that cleared out on your schedule. And uh, I hope, again, uh, you all are having as good time with these podcasts as we are making them. But until we talk again, don't forget that life is sweet. Sop it up.